What's up, everybody? This is Jerry Ferrara, and you are listening to the Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah podcast. You nervous? When you're prepared, there's no need to be nervous. It's just a driving test. I'm talking about Leno. More nervous about the driving test. Well, don't take ease, Aston Martin, then. Those pricks give you points off just for having a fancy car. Leno, Vince, what are you going to talk about? I'm open for suggestions. Well, I've never been invited out, so I wouldn't have any. Just tell the world how sick the movie's going to be. Now, the clip will say that. He needs something that'll make a statement. Like when Crispin Glover kicked Letterman in the head? <laughs> not that kind of a statement. Besides, I'm not that limber. <laughs> Why don't you tell him about how you let those two girls believe that they convinced you to have a threesome last week? I don't think that's gonna fly in a turtle. I'll save it for Conan. Vinny Chase is back on top, and we are back with another season of Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah, the Entourage podcast. Welcome back, everybody. I am your host, J.R. Hickey, coming to you from Chicago, Illinois. I am extraordinarily hungover after a family wedding, and I am just a few hours out from getting on a plane to Italy. The next couple episodes you'll hear over the next few weeks were recorded in a vacuum, Um, so I will be releasing those every Monday. We have an incredible lineup of new guests this season. I wanted to get some new blood on the podcast. Some of the old guests came back as well, but we got some new faces, new voices for you guys to check out. Thank you, everyone, for listening, subscribing, spreading the word. Season 6 is going to be better than ever. We have an awesome guest coming up for for the episode called 4. Episode 5, the famous uh, Tom Brady, Mark Wahlberg golf one. Uh, not to spoil it or tease it too much. My guest this week is Joe Kildallan. He's a stand-up comedian from Chicago who was a few years older than me and is way more successful than me and was one of the guys I looked up to the most when I lived here and did stand-up here. He is recording his fourth stand-up album this week in New York City. Check him out on YouTube, Twitter, TikTok. He's fucking hilarious. True Chicagoan through and through. He had a bit of a cough when we recorded this, and uh, so I had to do some clever editing stuff to make it sound like he wasn't so sick, uh, but it turned out to be a great episode. He was a great guest. I uh, definitely plan on having him back. Make sure you guys follow the Oh Yeah Pod, TikTok, Instagram, Twitter, all that good stuff. Leave a five-star review. I know this isn't like super important to me anymore, but if you're liking the new direction of the pod and the way things have been going, just throw us a five-star review. That helps visibility. Follow me at JR Will Do It to follow along on my Italy adventures if you're so inclined. Enjoy the episode. Vince is on Jay Leno. Tate's a driving test. E's moving out. It's all good stuff. This is going to be a fun season. Looking forward to talking to you guys every Monday. Talk to you soon. Peace. All right. My guest this week, he's one of the biggest comedians to come out of my old neighborhood in Chicago. He's the host of the Joe Tildallon podcast. He's one of the founding members of the popular comedy show, Comedians You Should Know. And his stand-up special, I Didn't Say Anything Bad, is available now on his very popular YouTube channel. Dialing in from Chicago, Illinois, Joe Tildallon, welcome to the Entourage Podcast. Thanks for having me, man. It's good to be here. Love talking Entourage uh, with anyone, let alone on a podcast. This is awesome. Thanks. Perfect transition. What is your relationship with Entourage like? When did you first watch it? We were talking earlier, you know, we're doing the high school thing. When did you graduate? You know, whatever. You're 03 and the show started in 04. So you would have been a freshman in college right when the show hit. So I got to hear your story. Yeah, definitely. So I didn't catch it when it was like on air. um, The first season that is. I remember people talking about it and seeing commercials like HBO was hyping it. And I was hanging out with a friend of mine. And I think like Comcast On Demand became a thing where you could watch stuff, you know. And so we're like, oh, well, yeah, pop it on. And we like binged before binging was a thing. I feel like um, 
we were able to watch a handful of episodes and I was like, oh, I was hooked. I was because th- that show was aimed at I was 19. You know, yep. that was aimed at me and our generation, essentially from 15 to like 25, especially that was the wheelhouse. And and yeah, I loved it. But I feel like it's funny. I, I had the same path a lot of people did where it's like the first three seasons were amazing let's not talk about four and five it got good again though remember it got good again um but no it was the perfect fantasy it was like what would you and your best friends do if someone made it rich and you could go live that hollywood dream and every episode is like 24 minutes and every episode leaves you wanting a little bit more you're like fuck that was so short what a great song they just ended on like I got to see next week's episode. I can't wait to rewatch this, that type of thing. It was That's cool. why we're here. <laughs> it was a cool show and it was perfect yeah. for that era, you know, 04 to 11, I think it ran. And yeah, the music, you're right. It had cool music, um, a lot of cool up and coming actors. The show was just cool. I know they yeah. say it's like a dramedy. Um, I laugh more than I ever got like moved like dramatically. <laughs> but yeah, they definitely kept it enough where it's like, oh, there's a serious tone this week where a serious tone didn't feel out of place. So they did no. a good job of the early going doing that real well um but yeah at the end of the day i'm like this show's just cool you wanted to watch it you wanted to you know as a young dude that was the people you wanted to be and i was telling you before we uh started that we were gonna start at eight everyone and i'm like hey can you give me another 15 minutes It's because i got logged out of my hbo max (laughs) and i had to figure out my password i couldn't remember it and i was this close i was this close to i know i had the dvd still that's how big a fan i was that's what i was gonna tell you i was i had every season on dvd and um, and I was like, I'll just go look it through. I, I don't have my DVDs displayed anymore. I'm not in college. Go to the they're garage. Some box. Yeah. yeah, I think they're in the garage, honestly. Yeah. So I was going to go. Blow off the dust. <laughs> Blows, yeah. And hopefully you, my Xbox could still play DVDs, you know, because I don't even know if my Blu-ray player would play a DVD. I'm not even sure who watches that anymore. Everything's streamed. Dude, I, the other day, this is a side note completely, but I wanted to watch Saving Private Ryan. I don't know why. And I was like, man, it's been a while. And I it wasn't available on a streaming service, but I knew that I had it on Blu-ray in the garage and I went hunting and I'd never put a DVD into my PlayStation before and was like, just, it, it was a 27 minute process to figure this out, to save three ninety nine or something like that. But you know, felt good. Throwback. But you know what though? That's why I don't get rid of my DVDs yet or my yeah. Blu-rays. There's something about holding on to the tangible thing. Yep. Maybe it'll become the new thing again. The way, how many people do we know? were like, man, I should have thrown away those vinyl records I had. They'd be yeah. worth something now. That's so true. I'm holding on to them too, especially full seasons. Yeah, absolutely. So speaking of full seasons, we are talking about the premiere episode of season six, episode one, Drive. You were talking earlier how the show kind of like has its ups and its downs. I will argue that season six is a unique place because it's a good ep- it's a good season. We just got done with like Median kind of being a train wreck, Vince's career being in the toilet all of season five. He gets the Marty Scorsese offer at the end of the season and he's back on top. So I'm super pumped to talk to you about this episode. But before we do that, we do some time capsule stuff. So this episode aired on July 12th, 2009. So Joe, where were you on this date, but not that exact date? Like where were you in life in summer of 09? Summer of 09, July 12th of 09. I would have probably <laughs> been doing stand-up comedy somewhere. Right. I'm sure I was doing some local bar show. I think in 09, I started to do a little bit of road stuff, but mostly you know, Wisconsin or Indiana, something I could drive to a couple hours away here or there from Chicago. Um, I would have been doing that and I would have been, you know, uh, staying out way too late, drinking, (laughs) showing up to work the next day, hungover. I can't remember. What was my day job in 2009? Yeah, I worked at an Irish pub. Worked at O'Shaughnessy's Irish pub in the Ravenswood neighborhood in Chicago. Yep, Yep. I know it well. Yeah, I probably would have just stumbled into work hungover the next day. (laughs) 
after doing a show. That was a fun year. I remember 09 being a pretty fun year. What you life. just described, I'm assuming was a, a hard, you know, grind. But like looking back on that with rose colored glasses, you're probably like, man, just miking, driving to dids and working at a bar. Like as a 34 year old married man now, I'm like, fuck, that sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah, especially in the summer. I mean, 09, I would have yeah. been like 23 going on 24, I think, or 24 going on 25. And, you know, the summer nights I love the best because you'd go in and do your set at a show or an open mic. And then you would just stand outside talking shit with your friends, making fun of each other on the corner of, you know, summer night, Chicago. Was, you couldn't best. beat that. Sometimes yeah. I look back and I go, you know what, though? A little organization, a little <laughs> bit of uh, yeah. financial hard... planning. Yeah. yeah, just a little bit of like having a putting that business hat on a little bit as a comedian would have helped back then. Because um, I definitely had a few years there in my mid 20s where I was like, man, that was fun. I didn't learn anything. I didn't put out any content. I didn't think about like the next gig. You know, I wasn't trying to build anything. I was just having fun because it was a new, cool experience. But now, father of two, married in my late 30s now, sadly 37, I have to think about, you know, big you plan. stuff. You got a plan. Yeah, you know? that's great. So I've got two time capsule things for you. Joe, you're a massive Cubs fan. Unfortunately, our Cubs that summer, they weren't even sniffing 500. Injury played season. No, they won. I thought they were just a little over 500 in 09. They, won like they were just games. over. Yeah, but like at this point in the season, midway through July, like they weren't even. I think they were just barely 500. Derek Lee had a back injury. It was the Milton Bradley season. That's right. That's right. We had just a bunch of journeymen. Mike Fontenot. 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 Yeah, it's Louisiana. Fontenot. So you don't pronounce That's the right. consonant. But, but here's, here's some crosstown news. Nine days later. Mark Burley of the Chicago White Sox pitched the 18th perfect game in MLB history against the Tampa Bay Rays. It was the second perfect game in White Sox history, and it was the first perfect game since May of 2004 when Randy Johnson pitched a perfect game. So pretty cool. I've got I like Chicago- Burley. I did like Burley, even though Dude, I don't like the White Sox. I, quick- it, he, the, that White Sox team had some dots like had some guys that you're like i can't help but like this guy sure him and canerco um, are the two i like yeah. from i was just about era. to say canerco as well you can't you can't hate them Tome, I like Tome. athletes yeah, yeah. yeah yeah so remember this this is also this is more like what was happening at this time in the summer and fall of 09 during a meeting in athens greece the international olympic committee shortlisted a list of applicant cities the four finalists were madrid spain tokyo japan Rio de Janeiro, Brazil, and Chicago of the U.S. of A. Chicago's bid emphasized the use of the Chicago Park District Parks to host the Olympic Games. Using existing facilities like Soldier Field and McCormick Place, the bid included a plan for north side, downtown, and south side celebration locations, high-definition LED screens for untitled visitors, and despite some high-profile backers like Barack Obama, who was president at the time, and Oprah Winfrey flying all the way to Copenhagen to support the bid, on October 2nd, Chicago was knocked out in the very first round of voting, and the Olympics went to Rio de Janeiro. Do you remember that summer? The cleanest summer. I remember <laughs> that very well because I wanted the Olympics, and everyone said, are you crazy? They're going to raise our taxes. And I go, these Olympics aren't until 2016. Yeah. Newsflash, they're going to raise our taxes by then anyway. Yep. And I got annoyed because so many of the people I knew who didn't want the Olympics were Chicago transplants. Which is like, that's great. Move to a city. You're a transplant in San Francisco. I was a transplant in LA for a few years. I'm not against the idea of people moving to new cities. But I'm against the idea of you moving to a new city and you live there for 18 months and you're already saying, I don't want a thing to happen when you're going to be gone by the time it happens anyway. 
And so many of the people in 2009 who were like, I don't want the 2016 Olympics. Guess what? None of them live here now anyway. They all moved on to New York or L.A., sadly. Because I, I don't like that Chicago's looked as a stepping stone. That bothers me sometimes. But it's just, I thought, hey, we're a world-class city. We can handle the Olympics. For the most part, the Olympics do help towns. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they hurt some, too, sure. I've read about. you know. But I just thought it would have been a cool thing to have the Olympics. Um, and plus, they were like, well, what about the violence? Rio's more violent than Chicago <laughs> by a landslide, yeah. Yeah. and they got it. And 09 wasn't even that bad of a year violence-wise for Chicago. So. Yeah, in fact, it was probably heaven compared to what we're dealing with now. But seven years yeah. later, when the state-funded Olympics in Rio proved to be a complete financial disaster, many people argued that the privately funded games, if they were held in Chicago, where most of the venues were already built, would have fared far better. So Definitely. R.I.P., RIP to the Olympics that never happened. But, dude, that summer I was, like, walking through the loop. I'm like, this is the cleanest I've ever seen the city. There's just new decorations, new installations. It was like we are on a date, essentially, with the yeah. world. <laughs> we're acting real sweet before we act like a jerk a couple months down the road, exactly. you know? Holding exactly. doors open and whatnot. Really quick recap of this week's episode of Entourage in case the listeners haven't rewatched recently. So it's the eve of the Datsby premiere. Eric's been on a hot streak with the ladies, and Vince is about to take his driving test in preparation for playing Enzo Ferrari. Turtle's still going strong with Jamie Lynn Seedler, and Drama is still hanging around Vince's mansion in spite of having his own place. Sloan calls E and urges him to check out a house that her friend is subletting, and while he's afraid to leave Vince stranded, he decides to live on his own for the first time ever. At Miller Gold, Andrew Klein is signing top showrunners, and Lloyd confronts Ari about a promotion. Not one to be strong-armed, Ari informs Lloyd... Ari informs Lloyd he's putting him through a 100-day haze to prove his readiness. Vince passes his driving test, and the story gives him something to talk about on Leno. But with Eric moving in, Turtle spending time with Jamie Lynn, and Drama working late, Vince is left to kick it around his mansion solo. Joe, what was your favorite moment from this week's episode of Entourage? I like the scene, because it was a throwback to the early days, where Vince, he goes along to meet Sloane and Sloane's friend that he's going to sublet from. It's the best. And she right away was like, I don't do one night stands, especially with <laughs> actors. And he's smash like, cut. Yeah. He's like, you don't? And then they smash cut to them banging in his car. Yep. And classic entourage giving you just enough uh, of the boobs, right? You got yep. to see some nip, which you love. And she, uh, he says, oh, this is what I missed out on, not having a car, sex in a car. I think this is the first time. And she says, glad to be your first ride, which is like, <laughs> zing. There right it is. There. Good writing. <laughs> You and, know that uh, writer's room. They all applauded when someone wrote that up on the, oh, yeah. on the whiteboard. They definitely know they owned it in that moment. Uh, yeah, it was a good season opener. They set stuff up, like you said. The final scene being, you know, Vince being in an empty house. Like, oh, I'm by myself now, you know? Yeah. Um, they kind of showed everyone's kind of going to their own ways. But it was nice to get back to Vince as a superstar again. <laughs> all right, toast. To little E growing up and moving out on his own. Thank you. Finally. <laughs> so Vince, are you going to blame me when you're feeling all sad and lonely? Why doesn't anybody think he'll be sad? I'm really much more fun to be around. All right, you know what? I'm usually not this pathetic, but since you took E, I'm going to have to take Amy. Interesting. Oh, really? Well, I am moving away for a year, and I'm not that interested in having a one-night fling with a movie star. <gasps> Ouch. Wow. <laughs> I'm just getting rejected by everyone tonight, huh? That's one thing I miss about not having a license. I don't think I've ever fucked in a car. Oh, God, it could be your first ride. 
it's a very shiny episode. Like everyone's just there, you know, they're at the they're at the Tonight Show and they got all their cars and you're like, oh, this is great. So, so that's actually my favorite scene, Joe. Is like that final scene. It, it's probably a little too heavy-handed, but I liked it. It's like, oh, now that I'm back on top, they've all flown the nest and are doing their own thing. And you know, maybe he's sad. They don't really show it. He's not gonna like spiral and start doing like blow or anything like that yet. But I liked it. You know, the the Verve is playing, and like we we cut around to the dies. Like they're all on top now, and, and it's funny because this season actually focuses more on the dies than it does on Vince. Vince is just like in cruise control this whole season. He doesn't have any real drama, for lack of a better word. And the real drama lies with like E and uh, and uh, Turtle. So, well, you didn't want to be Vince's driver forever anyway, right? No, of course I didn't. It's just that Vince is blowing up so fast again. I kind of got lost in what I'm doing. Oh, what are you doing? I got a couple of ideas. <laughs> what are they? No, not till they're ready, baby. Oh, okay. Tell me. No, nice try. Oh! <laughs> you know what? Just for that, I'm peeing right in the tub. <laughs> oh. <laughs> hey, Johnny, we're running behind. Gonna be here all night. Sorry. Don't be! This is what I live for. Oh, yeah, a little higher. Right there, right there. Oh! So every week we talk about bros being bros, Joe, and that can mean kind of whatever you think it means. That's whether it's like male camaraderie or just guys being bro-y. There's a couple of good moments this week, but I want to hear yours. All right. Um, you know, giving E a hard time after yeah. he says goodbye to the girl. Drama <laughs> doing his classic. I can't believe you said I loved He'd always do the thing where it's like, I can't believe you did this. And E's like, I didn't. You know, he's always, <laughs> I feel like he was that guy. I remember like one of the earlier seasons where it's like they walk in and he's sleeping on the couch and he yeah. goes, oh, he's jerking off to lady golfers. Cause <laughs> women, like, that was the sports center highlight. That was sure, just, he sure. was that dude. And I think a lot of people have that friend in the group. I remember when I was in high school, we talked about, uh, off air, how you and I, yeah. you, you had a cousin who went to the same high school yeah. as me. Um, the China Playboy. Remember WWE wrestler China? Who I think yeah, now? yeah, China with a Y. Yeah, yeah, yeah. R.I.P. China. She used to date yeah. Triple H. She mm-hmm. was in Playboy. And not that anyone really wanted to see her naked because she was all jacked yeah. up, I guess. But hey, yeah, you know, yeah. some people are into that. No judgment. And you're a high school boy. You want to see anybody naked. Yeah, yeah. And I heard China was in it. And we're like, oh, cool. So my one friend said he had it in his backpack. I'm like, all right, well, I'll pass you um, in between third and fourth period. I'll meet in the bathroom. <laughs> hand it to me then. And I'll give it a look and I'll give it back to you. Yeah. So I go in the stall with it because I didn't want to have it open because if a teacher walked in, I'm in trouble. I have it in the stall. I'm perusing it real quickly. Two of my friends come in going, oh, we jerking off to China. And I'm like, I'm fully dressed. I'm standing up fully dressed. Look, I'm not. And then the whole day, everyone's like, dude, I heard you were tugging it to China. <laughs> I was like, no, I wasn't. And they were, that's all of them were the Johnny Drama type of dude. Yeah. And yeah. so you, I was and, being industrious. I was looking out for myself. I wasn't, you know, didn't want to get in any trouble. Exactly. I was studying yeah. it. You know, I was really just, there was, by the way, with Playboy, 
it's not just one naked woman for the whole issue. There's yeah. 50 hundreds, naked hundreds, yeah. right? So that was a good broy moment there. And um, but it is funny, like that. It does make you think, man. That is something that felt very 2009, where it's yeah. like, oh, your friend is just banging chicks left and right, and your reaction is to give him a hard time about it, yeah. you know. Yeah. And then Vince had to be like, boys, you're jealous. He's killing her yeah. right now. And then they were like, all right, fair enough. Last night was fun? Yeah. yeah. Do it again tonight? Sure. Well, uh, I'll call you later. <clears throat> call you later. <clears throat> How pathetic are you guys? Pathetic? Us? Who tells the first date that they love her? Oh, yeah, right. I told her that I loved her. You looked like you were going to tell her you loved her. My point, exactly. Whatever. Oh, <laughs> you, these guys are just bitter because you're on a hot streak. Guys Thanks, got man. more pussy last month than the previous 29 years. I wouldn't call it a hot streak. I would call it entering the twilight zone. That's what being a successful manager does for you. So you're saying it has nothing to do with him, just a business card? Yep. Huh. Now I get it. So you've been banging all these dates, E? He don't bang them that quickly. He needs to be winding down for at least a month. Oh, no, 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 no. I think I heard banging last night. Was there banging, E? Well, was there banging? Can we talk about important stuff, please? <laughs> all right, all right. So that's the same kind of moment for me, but it's how long it continues for. Because they yeah. bust his chops in the beginning, and it's like the morning. They bust his chops after the DMV, after Vince passes his driver's test. They're giving him a hard time because he went and got coffee with Sloan. We'll talk about Sloan later. And then even after Leno, they're still just like all over him. It's like drama and turtle not being able to let it go. That's bros being bros. Like they're just so hung up on they have to make sure that their friend knows that they're not okay with it. And drama has a line. It's all the girls he's been getting. Pussy can smell their pussy and then they have to pounce on it. It's pretty. It's one of those, you know, pussy smells other pussy. You've heard it before. People yeah. say it and it like you've seen it come to life. At one point they're all sitting around in their like weird little courtyard thing and they're drinking beer and. Drama's giving E a hard time, and he throws E a basketball, and he swishes like a one-handed shot. Apparently, according to the IMDb, he made that shot on the first take, which is why all the guys genuinely like go crazy. So that's a cool little behind-the-scenes fact. Nice little tidbit, right? Yeah, you know, the Entourage podcast That's what you come for. <laughs> all right, I'll talk to you later. Who's that? Would you leave me alone? Never. Ever. The Sloan again? Another broad? None of your business. Well, I'm making it my business. So you better tell whoever that was to invite a friend or I'm banging pots and pans outside your door all night. You don't live here, Drama, which begs the question, why are you always here? Because isolation's overrated. Besides, baby bro likes having me here. I like having you all around. You know what? I'll stay up and bang pots and pans. Now, don't you have dinner with Jamie tonight? Yeah. I'm gonna tell her you asked me to find a friend? <laughs> I didn't. Don't. Please don't. All right, enough with the harassing E. What are the boys without relationships doing tonight? I got a night shoot, bro. Yeah, and that was Sloan. Aha! Gonna meet for a drink. No big deal. What was your least favorite moment this week, Joe? I really don't like... I remember the one problem I had with this season was Ari couldn't just admit that Lloyd was capable you know yeah so in one aspect i liked when andrew klein um mm -hmm. the character says after lloyd had talked to ari's family 
he said, Ooh, he's ruthless. He's going to make it yeah. with or without you. And in yeah. that moment, I think Lloyd probably, or not Lloyd, but it would be nice if Ari would have been like, yeah, but I'm going to make him earn it. Like he could have at least yeah. acknowledged like, yeah, this kid's got skill. You know, he obviously later does it when they make up and all that stuff. Spoiler alert, everyone down the road. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like everyone who's listening to this podcast has seen the whole show. <laughs> I'd, ima- I'd imagine. I just don't want to yeah. be one of those guests who didn't realize. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that part annoyed me a little bit. Also, the other thing was uh, it, Jay Leno was playing himself and still did it terribly. Is he one of the worst <laughs> actors? He can't act at all. <laughs> And I yeah. and who wrote the line where because he's talking about how terrible Vince is at driving like that's yeah. the gag, and he says well, that's why I ride motorcycles real easy to parallel park. Also, I get to test out my jokes at biker bars. They're good audience. and the whole yeah, oh, and people laughed. Yeah. Nobody would yeah. laugh at that. I, I know. feel like well, the people who would go see Leno, I guess would. You've got a whole writing team that's writing for Johnny Drama, but you can't write like a one-liner for Jay Leno. But I mean, that's also his brand of humor is da da da. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah, that's so. true too. But I remember just watching that part, just being like, "Oh my god!" And this was 2009. His show was about to end. So that's that's what actually, I don't have a least favorite moment. I have an overall just like thought, and this is because I do this podcast and I have to think about the show way too much, Joe. As much as Entourage has been acknowledged for being ahead of its time with Aquaman and Median and Gatsby and Ferrari, all these things that eventually came sure. to fruition in Hollywood, this was a rare miss episode for all the references they throw around. So here's here's three of them. Ari Gold arrives at the agency and is bragging about how Gary Cole just signed Greg Garcia, the creator of the television show My Name is Earl. This is 09. NBC did not pick up My Name is Earl for the next year, and it was effectively canceled. So it was like... There's one sword that falls. Vincent Chase has an appearance on The Tonight Show with Jay Leno, but by this point, July of 09, Jay Leno had already stepped down from The Tonight Show in May. There's number two. And then last, this is a little bit like inside Hollywood bullshit, like drama brads that he once received sexual favors in exchange for tickets to Young Guns 3D. There's only been two Young Guns movie, and there is no sequel, and it isn't in 3D. So it's a it's a weird fake reference when you know drama could have referenced any movie in all of the 80s and 90s it's so weirdly like wondering why they did that you know but also they didn't know that jay leno show was going to be canceled or that my name is earl uh wasn't going to get picked up so yeah that's true they they you know every now and then they'd have some continuity issues that i'm sure you've talked about before oh yeah where it's like how is yeah how is drama related to vince again there's times where it's <laughs> yeah. like you know, you we had the same mom, but then it's like, no, we had the same dad. It's like, which one? The Chase Men, they always said. Yeah. And then I, I, I could never figure out because then later changed it. I feel like early on, it was assumed they had the same dad, different yeah. moms. Then later, they that mom came into the show, right? And yeah. she treated them like they were both her sons. I don't know. Very strange. Doug Allen has gone on record as saying he never cared about continuity and just whatever was the funniest joke, whatever helped. The, so and, and that's cool. And as long as you can admit that and you're not, you know, this again, this isn't this isn't Lord of the Rings or Game of Thrones, you know, we're not, but I, but I completely agree. One of the funniest ones is like, remember when we snuck you out of your crib to take you to a concert, Vince? Drama drove us. And they're like, Jesus, drama, how yeah. old are you? <laughs> Yeah, that part was funny. And then a, a couple of the E and Sloan banter, it gets a little cringy in some moments. Like, I'm not trying to nitpick it because it's first time we've seen Sloan in a whole season. She's obviously great to see when she's on screen and, uh, you know. Beautiful woman. Her and E's relationship, yeah. Her and E's relationship is good, but, like, the end of the episode, E's sitting in her driveway and he's basically badging her to invite him in for a drink. And it's, I don't know, a little pathetic, but it's all good. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> 
that was fun. Thank you. You're not gonna invite me in? No. Why? Hey, you're dating. So are you. Exactly. Look, I thought the whole reason you were pushing me into this place. Don't flatter yourself. What? Invite me in. <laughs> you have girls. That was a joke. That's a good one. Good night, Eric. Night, Hope I don't get too lonely up in that house. Never lived alone before. I mean, I lived with my mom, and then I moved right in with Vince and the guys. Oh, get a dog. Oh, so cold. Okay. One drink. Nothing more. I'm serious. Yeah, that was the one thing about E's love life that was always a little... <laughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> Apologize, listeners. I told... Uh, JR here that I had, I had a cough before uh, we started. So, yeah, that was the one thing that throughout the seasons that he was just so quick to be lovey-dovey where it's like just play it cool a little bit. Yeah. Um, and as a fellow ginger, uh, <laughs> I always thought like he gave me hope in a way where it's like, oh, man, he's getting all these beautiful women and he's yeah. five foot four. I'm six yeah. one. If I ever make it to Hollywood, I'm going to clean <laughs> it up. Of course, when I finally moved to Hollywood, I was married, so that wasn't going to happen. But uh, yeah, no. You also I mean, weren't best friends with Leonardo DiCaprio like uh, Kevin Connolly's last. Yeah, week. Kevin Connolly in real life. That's right. He's part of that that circle. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know, man. The, there was some cringiness to it, but it was good to see Sloane. Uh, you always knew they were eventually going to get back together. I feel sure. like, and I was okay with that. I never got upset with the will they or won't they thread that they've done in a million shows, right? Um, I will say this, that what I noticed from the episode was how much the actress playing Sloan, whose name I forget. Emmanuel Shriti is her name. Thank you. She <laughs> embodied that 2009 to even a couple years ahead, 2012 fashion, oh, yeah. where the bra sticks out the shirt, yep. wearing the yep. tank top, yep. and just a little bit of your bra popping out. You know, hip hugger jeans, I feel like, the real tight jeans. Um, yep. You know, it, so I, I, it took me back a little bit. I remember thinking, like, man, nice. this was twelve years ago. It didn't, it didn't feel like twelve years ago. But when you saw the fashion, you were like, all right, yeah, this was twelve years ago. Yeah, she's on the phone with E, and she's like hiking, probably Runyon Tanyon, and she's wearing these like flared, athletic, you know, they like almost bell bottom athletic pants. When yeah. like in today's day and age, just to be these thin tight, half naked Lululemon. I mean, she looks great regardless. You know what I mean? Let's you can't can't really complain, but it does. The, the fashion ages them. We used to have a fashion category, but then it felt like just taking pot shots. You know what I mean? Like, oh, drama's wearing a stupid shirt. Like, we always wear a stupid shirt. Or like, Vinny's wearing a graphic tee. Like, yeah, but that's what people dress like back then. It just people feels still wear graphic tees now, I noticed. That's I was true. thinking about that. E and Vince, their fashion never went so crazy where it looks out of place today. Yeah. Where Turtle, for a grown yeah. man, the only thing they changed about him is they moved his hat forward as he got a little older. <laughs> He went. He was. He was limp biscuit backwards early on. Mm-hmm. Then he turned that hat forward, and that was essentially it. You know. Um, but he's. You know. That's he. But that's how people dress. I remember seeing people on the street, and we'd call them turtle. Look at this turtle wannabe. <laughs> yeah. He inspired people. More people dressed like turtle than they dressed like any other characters in Entourage. Because if you saw a dude walking in 2010 or 2008 or whatever wearing jeans and like a graphic tee, you wouldn't be like, look at this guy, Vinny Chase over here. No, because yeah. that's how yeah. people dress. They're, a lot of people dress that way. They still do. But if you saw someone wearing the oversized jean shorts and like a basketball jersey with a Major League Baseball hat backwards, you would immediately be like, oh, we got Turtle? Turtle from Entourage just walked in. Everyone look out. We got Turtle over here. You're going to drive me around, buddy? Just to give him shit, you know? That was clearly – but it was also a good look for Husky guys. 
If you were that's li- right. That's what I was about to say. People people suddenly saw themselves on yep. the show, which is super important. Every year when the Malice at the Palace footage comes around, the fight between the Pistons and the Pacers, there's a dude who squares up with uh, Jermaine O'Neal. That's yep. his name, right? Jermaine O'Neal. And he looks exactly like Turtle from Entourage. It's And everyone goes, this turtle-looking motherfucker tries to knock out a 6'10", you know, world-class athlete. Yeah, that's hilarious. And and he does look just like him. Yeah, that was the look. If you were a guy, a little husky, a little chub, throw on the oversized pants, and you looked all right. And then he even mixed it up with the sweaters. He started rocking some yep. sweaters a little bit. And it still, but kept the hat on. So still maintained his, I'm street, look, got the hat on. I'm wearing a nice, I'm wearing cashmere, but I'm still, I'm still street. Don't worry about it. You know, I still had that New York thing going. And that's our fashion segment with Joe Kildallan. Impromptu. <laughs> <laughs> what was your most entourage moment of the episode? And that can mean whatever you think entourage in quotes means. Um, I think it would be when uh, he was on Leno. As, yeah, well, bad yeah. as, as bad as Jay was. But the, them all just kind of standing there being like, man, he's killing it. He always yeah. does. Like yeah. he said, oh, little bro's doing great. And the turtle's just like, he knows he how to does. turn it on. Yeah, turn on the waterworks. Yeah, and then E's kind of smiling there. And then he gets whisked away by a phone call. That was kind of like the most entourage moment. Like a disaster. I probably hit three cones. But no people. <laughs> no, no people. Just cones. So not a complete disaster. A uh, little disaster. The guy still passed you. Uh, yeah, but keep it between us. I bribed him with a couple premiere tickets. Oh, come on! <laughs> no, no, that is a great trade for you. Don't you understand? You don't know how to drive. <laughs> yeah, in fact, if you see me, I'd be cautious. <laughs> no, see, see, that's the amazing. Being a movie star, oh, you get out of all this. The rest of us, we TV people, we have to learn how to parallel park. Here, here. That's why I took up the motorcycle. It's small, it's oh, maneuverable. Yeah. Plus, I can try my jokes out in biker bars. They're great crowds. <laughs> No, you should. They are. They're great crowd. Uh, Somebody's had to understand this. So, you didn't get your license till. Well, how old are you anyway? Uh, well, my mom couldn't afford to get me a car growing up, so. Oh. <laughs> so, you were poor. Milk it, honey. Milk it. We were rich in love. Rich in love. True that. He's doing great. So why now? Does. You can afford a driver. Why, why even bottle learn? Well, I usually have my boy Turtle drive me around, but uh, I'm doing a new movie, so. And what's that? You can still drive me around. It's the story of the race car inventor Enzo Ferrari. You know, that might be a good movie to learn how to drive for you. Okay? <laughs> yeah, I, think so. I don't know anything about it. I'm just throwing it out there. But look, let's talk about your current movie, which I saw last night. Scorsese's Gatsby. Boy, I, I just thought it was brilliant. We, we have our great director to thank for that, Martin Scorsese. It was pretty clear that even though drama had a career before they came out there, and uh, Turtle was just along for the ride. Like, he sure. didn't care. Um, <laughs> that's why this, the pilot of the show is amazing. It's like, can you get yeah. pussy without Vince? Do I give <laughs> Do I a give fuck? Him. That's the answer, you know? <laughs> um, so it kind of had that, like, a little bit like, all right, cool, he's back on top. But E always made it seem like he's my best friend. I love him, but I'm not here to fuck that up. So the yeah. fact that he, even though the phone call wasn't business-related, it's still, that was, to me, the most entourage moment. Either that or them getting him ready for the driving test and just being like, you're doing great, when really he was not doing great. Yeah, that's good. That's probably more like bros being bros, to be honest with you. Like You you love your friends so much, you're going to teach them how to drive. You know, something yeah. that every... However, they're from New York. Like I have a cousin from New York who still doesn't have her driver's license, and she's never left Manhattan. I, it, it made sense. Chicago guys like me and you, we needed our cars to get out of our... Get out of our little, you know, bubbles. So uh, Chicago's a great city because you could not have a car, but you could also have a car. Yeah, pretty much everyone I knew who grew up in the city, unless they grew up like 
in Lincoln Park, rich as hell. They yeah. got they had to learn how to drive. You know. Oh, cut it, cut it left. Left. Why aren't we using left. cones? Don't talk to him. Drama. Let him concentrate. I got it, guys. I got it. All right, now use it in there. Oh. Sorry. That's okay. I'll get you a new one. Don't worry about it. All right, you're almost there. There you go. Whoa, 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 whoa. Okay, think you're ready. All right, everyone in, let's go. St. Christopher, please protect us. All right, I'm gonna meet you guys over there. What? Really? Yeah, what's the big deal? Nothing, I guess. What do you have to do that's more important than watching me get my license? So my most entourage moment is Vince bribing the driving instructor with premiere tickets because everything always works out for Vince, even if he's led a terrible fucking driver. Especially this season, as I mentioned. Like, I don't think anything goes wrong. He keeps just like, this whole season, he's like, oh, I just voiced a dog, an animated dog and made $4 million. They literally just go like, Vince, you're over here on the shelf. We're going to grow the plot lines of all these other dudes. But that's what I love. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there, but that's no, what I, I loved about this season Obviously, your main character needs some conflict. You always need some conflict. But I just hated how much he fell off in yeah. seasons four and five. Four, it's like, all right, you took a gamble at Medellin and it did not work out. And yeah, you had a huge flop. That really blows. But then with the, he finally gets a shot with that. You know, the German director smoke said he jumpers. can't act. Yep. Smoke jumpers. Yep. And then even Ari, he's like, my talented. He's like, it remains to be seen. Like he was even <laughs> saying, like, look, I didn't get you because you're a great actor. I got you because you have a movie star look. And so then it made you be like, well, this is not the show I wanted to watch. I wanted to watch because you put yourself in Vince's shoes. I want to be a superstar and I want to take my friends along for the ride. Yeah. Every person in the world thinks to themselves, if I automatically had $50 million one day, how the fuck would I take care of my people? How would I spend yeah. that? Yeah. I didn't want to watch him as a loser. So when he was a loser, it kind of did suck. It was like, yeah. you're supposed to feel cool or good about the end of an entourage episode or at least have a little bit like, oh, shit. You know, yeah. I what's going to happen? I remember watching some episodes those years just being like, fuck, man. All right. Like, are they going to switch stars? Could, could, we, could we follow someone successful? Like, yeah. maybe Vince isn't the guy anymore. It was just it was hard to watch. <laughs> and we're, we're only a season away from season seven where he develops a crippling cocaine addiction and starts, in, you know, dating a porn star. And it becomes like almost a parody on top of a parody. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I mean, can't wait. I still like season seven better than, you know, him getting fired from smoke jumpers. Hey, that's, that's cool. That's that a good take. Painful. I like that. That was painful yeah. to me. But yeah, uh, they, they definitely went dark with it. Oh. He's awful. Don't hit that. No. Look at that. How's he doing? He's gonna hit the Bro's bombing. You were supposed to get him ready. I did for the written. Even I couldn't get him roadworthy. Great. He's gonna show up on set. He's not gonna know how to drive. Well, they got stunt doubles for that. Making him get his licenses for insurance purposes. He's playing Enzo Ferrari drama. He needs to know how to drive a car. Oh. oh my goodness. So? I'm finally an independent. You passed? No <laughs> way. Really? Yes. Thanks so much, Scott. See you at the premiere? Plus one, right? You know it. <laughs> Shall we? He passed you for premiere tickets? Why? Cheryl Walters let me go in the back door for Young Guns 3D tickets. Disgusting. Favorite line or quote from this episode? Oh, man. Favorite line or quote from this episode? All right. My favorite... Uh, I feel like I'm repeating myself with some of the stuff, but a lot of these oh, are good. the same answers, though. Um, 
you know what? I'll, I'll say my I, I I laughed even though it was kind of dumb when uh, Turtle said he was going to pee in the bathtub. Yeah, that's uh, cute. Yeah. Just because it, it made me think about because you know she wanted to find out what his plan was. He's mm-hmm. still dating Jamie Lynn, and uh, it, it, for a second there, I'm like, this is crazy how they have him in a hot tub with her. <laughs> I know. Um, and they were dating he, in real life at the time, Joe. Yeah, they had started that is dating true. The year before, yeah. It's more believable in real life, though, because he's a yeah. successful actor. In real yeah, life. of course. Yeah, on a on a hit on a hit HBO show. He's not a yeah. driver, you know. Um, <laughs> he's not a pothead driver with no real yeah. ambition. Uh, so, yeah, I liked him saying like, "I'm gonna pee," and then he yeah. did the whole. Uh, yeah, so I'm a little bit childish with it. That line stuck out to me. Also, I did like the line that Garrett Cole says, where it's like, "He's ruthless. Uh, yeah. with you or not, he's gonna make it." That because yeah. everyone loved Lloyd, right? Yeah. I feel like Lloyd is so unsung. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes they, people really forget Lloyd, but he, uh, he's one of the show's superstars. Every episode we talked about who won the episode and often or not, it is Lloyd quietly behind the scenes, like making things happen for Ari. So we'll, we'll talk about that as we get to it. What's going on with Lloyd? What do you mean, baby? He called me. He called you? Yes. And he sounded very upset. Wanted to say how much he enjoyed knowing me. What's wrong with him? He, Lloyd is dying, baby. What? What's wrong with him, daddy? Nothing, buddy. Baby, tell me when I'm on speakerphone. Did you fire Lloyd, Ari? No. Daddy, no. We love Lloyd, Daddy. Oh, ruthless. He's going to make it, with or without you. Quotes for me, uh, Ari and Shauna meeting at uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Leno. Debbie Mazur, she's a rocket. She always brings it. She makes fun of Ari's weight. He's like, I'm still 6% body fat. Okay? She's like, yeah, but you're 94% full of shit. That's yeah. It's good writing, but it's also, you know, she's... She's ruthless. I always say she's the boy's like West Coast mother. Nice to see the show, Ari. Nice of you to drop the baby weight. What do you have, like nine kids now? <laughs> Three assholes. Really, did you figure out who the fathers are? And don't take it out on me because you don't have an excuse for those extra pounds. Hey, I'm still at 6% body fat, okay? Yeah, and still like 94% full of shit. Ari and uh, Babs, Beverly D'Angelo. Did you hear Andrew decide another showrunner? So you either owe me an apology or a blowjob, your choice. And she goes, okay, Ari, I apologize, but Andrew should blow you. It's just yeah. good Ari, like, you know, again, we don't even have to talk about how not a lot of it would fly today. It's just funny writing. It still makes me laugh. I agree. I almost wonder if they should relaunch the show with today's standards. Oh, man. Um, I, I think that'd be hilarious. I don't know. Part of me wants it to come back. I don't think there's any plans of it coming back. I really don't think it's ever going to happen, but... A variation of the show i thought yeah. i don't know i think they think ballers is their version of it now maybe oh, brutal yeah. yeah ballers is you know supposed to be the athlete version so i i'm in i'm in a few entourage facebook groups and reddit groups to promote the show and like it is pretty much a daily topic of conversation please bring it back please reboot it i don't think hbo's gonna back a brinks truck up of you know 10 million dollars per guy i think they're more concerned about making shows with flying dragons that are seen and 50 countries over you know 500 million households or something like that i think you're right and even when i went to search entourage because you know it's obviously not on the home page so i had to go watch the episode i typed in ent and it wasn't even the first choice that's crazy it was like the fourth choice and i'm like it's the first three letters of the title how is it not so it almost makes me wonder if they don't if they're almost kind of intentionally burying it in a degree because who knows someone might go through old episodes and be like Oh, do you know what he called Lloyd in this episode? Yeah. yeah. That's two hate crimes, you know, stuff like that. That's why I think Lloyd is such an unsung character because he gets this abuse. He's written as like an over-the-top character, but mm-hmm. the actor did not play him over the top. I Correct. feel like he played him with a real nice um, like poise in a weird way. like a, And a know, soul. 
unlike yeah. Ari, who's pretty soulless sometimes. Yeah, it's, he wasn't it's... a character at all. He was a, a person that you loved and rooted for. And they did such a great job in this episode, bringing it back to the season six premiere drive, when uh, when Lloyd contacts Ari's wife. And they're on speakerphone, and the kids were like, we love Ari. We love Lloyd, I mean. We love Dad. You better not have fired Lloyd. You Don't be mean to Lloyd. Lloyd's the best. Like, his family loves him. Everyone who knows Lloyd, Vince, Drama, E, everyone who comes in contact with Lloyd thinks Lloyd is the greatest thing in the world. Ari's the only person who abuses him, you know? It's true. And it's funny because he abuses him so hard in the beginning of this episode. He really just, like, blows off every advance Lloyd makes to just have a fucking face-to-face conversation. If you had a boss and were just like, hey, I just need to have a conversation with you right now, and the boss was just, like, cursing you out, telling you off, and making fun of you in front of his associates, I'd blow my top, too. And Lloyd does do that. And uh, I'll I'll save what, what I think he is for the end of this episode. He's either the sixth man or the MVP, but we'll talk about it. All right. Every week we talk about music. Entourage is known for his music. It's end songs. Uh, Scott Venner is a music producer. He always just lists the banners. We have a Spotify playlist in the show notes of today's episode where we compiled some of our favorite songs. Joe, what stood out to you as a, as a good song? I love the closing song. I know it seems yeah. like a, a cop-out, but I've always been a huge fan of Lucky Man by The Verve. It's on many a playlist I've made. Yep. It's one of my regrets in life was not having not slow dancing to that at my wedding. Oh, wow. Um, that I is, thought it was too much about nice. me, though. Lucky man, I felt yeah. like it's too much about me. It's not a joint thing, you know. But I've always been a huge fan of that song. It was originally, for, even though that song came out in like late '90s, I first heard it in a movie, "The Girl Next Door," that came out in like 2000. One of the, two one of the best underrated early 2000s. That has one of the best soundtracks of a movie. That's risky business for the 2000s. That movie. 100 percent, 100 percent agree. And uh, and they play that song at a perfect part in that movie, and they played it perfectly here where it's like i'm a lucky man but he's also kind of looking around like huh. um but yeah that song uh by the verve uh written by lead singer richard ashcroft phenomenal great Amazing. song um but the whole the whole show had but that was definitely my favorite yeah there's another one where uh santa gold you'll find a way it's when lloyd pulls up in front of uh ari's house and then closer to me or close to me by the cure is when the the boys are teaching vince how to parallel park so some good like older music the cure the verve like Good stuff. It's all going to be on that playlist. If you guys want to check it out, it's in the show notes of today's episode. So we already kind of talked about Jay Leno. We don't really have a best or worst celebrity cameo this week. We just have Jay Leno. I will argue that he's probably pretty bad based upon that performance. And this is like in the throes of the whole Conan Tonight Show drama. All that happened June through October. And so he's on the Tonight Show, Vinny. But at the time, in real life, they've given... Jay Leno a new show called The Jay Leno Show, which only ran for four or five months, and then NBC and eventually axed both Conan's show, Jay Leno's show, and then uh, Conan went on over to TBS. So this is, that was a big deal. I remember going and seeing Conan at the Chicago Theater doing his band for TV like musical tour. It was pretty fucking good, to be honest with you. Yeah, they even mentioned Conan in this episode. Yeah. Because they're talking about uh, do the story in which you convince the two women that having the threesome was their idea. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, eh, I'll save that one for Conan, um, which I thought was kind of an interesting little shot at Leno for being too safe. And, you know, because yeah. that was Leno's whole thing. It's like he wanted middle America to love him and everything. And and back in the day, Jay Leno was a slaughterhouse of a comedian. That was the thing. Um, you know, that's why a lot of comedians that you wouldn't think would praise Leno did. They're like, oh, back in the day, he was this big shot yeah. and he was a great comedian. And he was all about the craft and everything. But then, you know, you get $14 million a year. You start to play it safe and you're doing sure. Doritos commercials and whatnot. Um, but yeah, Leno was definitely 
Yeah, that was crazy. I always understood that he did stand up often in Long Beach, like after he would tape the show. Did you ever? Did you ever run into him? Did you ever? You know? Did he ever bump you or something like that at a? I don't know. Just curious. No, he LA did it. Scene. He did it at the Comedy and Magic Club in Hermosa Beach every Sunday. Was when he had That's it. That's right. So That's right. I lived in LA 2014 to 2017. I did the Long Beach Laugh Factory a lot. He never popped in over there. He'd pop into Flappers and Burbank, or he would do the Comedy and Magic Club in. Hermosa, which he had a standing run every Sunday. He was there. That's what and it was. Yeah, yeah. I think that's where Long he might Beach have lived down that way. Long, yeah, <laughs> but uh, yeah, because Manhattan Beach is where um, or Hermosa. It was in Hermosa Beach or Manhattan Beach. One of the two. They're next to each other. That's where the Comedy and Magic Club was, and that gets like a little bit of an older, r- richer crowd. You know what I mean? That's going to definitely connect with Jay Leno. I've heard he's a nice guy and stuff like yeah. that, but I just thought what he did to Kona was kind of garbage. It's like you couldn't walk away from it. Like his ego got in the way that he wanted to keep that thing going. I mean, this is a man who owns 78 Porsches, like in an airplane hangar. So of course, yeah. yeah. And apparently he says he was quoted on this a lot that he never touched the tonight show money. All the money he spent in his life on cars and everything was from touring, doing stand up. Cause he would do the show and he he was married, never had kids. I'm not judging or anything, obviously. Um, A lot of people shouldn't have kids, but uh It was a thing where I was like, oh, so this guy goes on these big theater runs in the off season of his show when his show's not taping and makes $10 million doing that, right? And that's what he spent. So the, he was getting like $14 million a year and apparently not touching, just putting it away. And it's like, dude, I don't know. There's something yeah. weird about that to me a little bit. I, I, uh, but again, and he was the host of The Tonight Show for 18 years. So it wasn't like a short run. He, yeah, he a, banked. He's a hoarder. He's hoarding cars. He's hoarding cash. He's hoarding um, the Tonight Show. Hoarded the, yeah, he couldn't walk away. I remember Bill Burr said a great thing about it where it's like, yeah, instead of getting this guy off the air, they put him on at 9 o'clock. So he he did like the Jay Leno show was called from like 9 to 10. Yep. And it was a little bit different style. Then your local news was on and then Conan came on. Yep. So it was almost like they were sent of Conan to fail. Bill Burr said like, imagine this guy bombing for an hour every night as you're leading. Yeah, and he, yeah. it was like, people didn't like gravitate towards it. The people who normally would watch Leno were like, "Good, I could watch Leno earlier." Yeah, that was fine. And then the people new to Conan, so they, the old people never even gave Conan a chance. Yeah. They didn't adapt to him like they, they would have. There was going to be a growing period, and they just pulled the plug too soon. What was it six months in? Yeah, and the, instead of just seven being, months. Yep. Yeah, so they split their audience. So Leno wasn't getting shit the nine o'clock hour, and Conan was struggling at ten thirty. Uh, this would be 10 o'clock and 1130 in other parts of the country yeah. in the central yeah. time zone. I'm going off of here. everyone. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so it just, it was a bad situation instead of just saying that they should just said, a little, Oh, Hey, look, man, take six months off. You don't need to be like, there's a sickness. Some people need to retire. You need to force people to retire every now and then. It's like you're yeah. 65. You had a great run. What more do you need to do? Let someone else take it. Your job. 100%. I love that Bill Burr anecdote. That's really good. That's a good analogy. He's the teen. Best perk in this week's episode of Entourage. So, like, car, house, whatever it may be. Oh, man. Um, the, the house was great. I, I, right, I mean, so, it's, so the house they're in is the season one house, which is pretty cool. They, like, moved back in. So, like, that's, again, they reset the whole show. Like, they were struggling. They were living in Drama's apartment last season. But now they're just, like, back to their old tricks in their old house. Or maybe it was the season two through four house whatever someone will correct me i'll also say just a random like three bedroom two bath in beverly hills that just comes becomes available and falls into e's lap via his hot ex-girlfriend that's a perk that's just like hey e you already have everything here's a awesome house fully furnished with a pool (laughs) yeah that's a great perk 
I mean, yeah. I'm trying to think what why other not? examples of perks are. Wow. This is amazing. I told you. And why is it so cheap? Because my girlfriend's moving to Vancouver for a year, and she just wanted someone she trusts to take care of it. Oh, yeah? She trusts me? Well, she trusts me, and I told her she can trust you. This her? Uh-huh. Ugly. <laughs> so what do you think? I don't know. I mean, I really haven't been looking around much. Just trying to get an idea of what's out there, you know? This isn't out there. This is a fluke opportunity. Oh, I appreciate that. Okay. I won't push. I know what a big deal it is for you to be out on your own without the boys. <laughs> it's not a big deal. And you hate change? I don't hate change. E, you moved back into your old house. That was Vince's idea. Does he even know you're here? He knows I'm with you. Thanks for having coffee. You know, look, Vince is doing amazing. The house is great. He signed a two-year lease thinking we were all going to live in it, so. Well, thanks to you, he can afford it. I sunk so much money into my business. Do I really need my own place? At your age, you kind of do. <laughs> well, if I was in a relationship. Oh, we've talked about this. You're not going to be in a relationship so long as you're living in a frat house. We always do pick up right where we left off, don't we? <laughs> uh, oh, drama being on set. Oh, we don't need you for a few more hours. Fine, I'll keep getting this free massage. Awesome. That the, yeah, that's, that's pretty I'm sure good. the TV show that he was on, Five Towns, was paying for. And that's oh, a friend yeah. of mine, the guy who knocks on his trailer. He's a comedian named Jimmy Schubert. He's a buddy. Oh, of mine. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Jimmy yeah. Schubert. He's, he's, he's very talented. That's awesome. Hilarious comedian. And that's cool. Loving, like, seeing the, the, the people pop up. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit. So, uh, we already talked about Sloan's friend, Amy, renting her awesome house to E for a discount. So we we call this category keeper or sleeper. I don't know if this really works. Like, would you would you see would you like to see more of her, or should she just be a one and done? She's literally a one and done. She's going to Vancouver the next morning or whatever it is. So realistically, it's like she's a sleeper. But in a way, she's like that entourage perfect keeper chit. She's sexy. She's low maintenance. She sends him a nude photo. <laughs> she disappears after 25 minutes. Like, it's very fantasy world. Like, oh, who wrote this character? <laughs> you know what I mean? It is fantasy world. Yeah, God. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, there, was always, there was always a couple episodes of Entourage. But you loved it. You knew that's what yeah. it was going into it, where you're like, that would never happen in real life. I don't care who the fuck you are. That, was not, that show Californication did a lot, too. Oh, yeah. You were like, Oh, really? You winked at a girl while you were both at a red light and you jump cut to you guys banging in her apartment? <laughs> Fuck you. Come on. There's more to it than that. I don't. You have to be the hottest, you know. Uh, but I think, yeah, if there was a third option, it'd be one that you bring back. Yeah. You know, where it's like, oh, I'm moving out. Uh, you want to help me move? And Vinny's like, come on, dude. I don't help people move. And then it's like, and then he hears Sloan say, so-and-so is going to be back. All right, yeah, I'll go there. Yeah, and they, you know, oh, yeah. they bang on a couple of uh, U-Haul boxes or something like That's that. Good. You know? So yeah, that. maybe not a keeper, but like uh, let's let's have her pop in every six months or so. That's good. Um, because yeah, I like I like the one and dones though. That was yeah. fun. Like oh, she was beautiful, but we'll never see her again. Mm -hmm. And you know, so I kind of like them introducing the character, and then it's like all right, you got to go. Girl of the week. Girl That's what the we week. call them. Yeah, yeah, Seinfeld had one every week, 180 uh, yeah. episodes. Yeah, killer. Who? How would this episode be different today plot-wise? Lloyd would have been promoted after <laughs> six months behind Ari's desk yeah, instead of yep. multiple years. Yep. <laughs> uh, in today's world, uh, by the way, Lloyd's deserving, so I'm putting that out there. But gay and Asian, oh, you're getting yep. promoted. <laughs> That's 100%. Promoted. He, he plays one voice memo of Ari calling him like some you know off-color word, and they're like, whatever yeah. you want, Lloyd, whatever you want. Nothing you even too bad. You have a whole bad. TV division. <laughs> he, said he, he said he didn't like Korean barbecue. That's all he yeah. would play. And then, you know. <laughs> So that would That's be so different. Good. 
what else would be different? Uh, oh, the way he talks to uh, Babs. Yeah, you know, do that. oh, yep. yeah, Andrew yep. Miller's killing it. So what are you gonna do? Give me a, you know, give me a blowjob. Yeah. You would never be able to say give a blowjob to your equal. Yeah. Um, so that part would be gone. And um, what else? I don't want for you. You got one. So instead of a late night talk show, these guys would be gearing up to do like a major podcast. Right, they'd be gearing up to do Joe Rogan or like Vinny's doing Pardon My Take in New York. Like we're gonna all go and support him and then go out and celebrate because this is so good for him career wise. That's what's that was that was like a light bulb moment for me. I'm like, oh yeah, no one gives a shit about going on the network TV late night shows. Now it's like a crazy YouTube channel or podcast appearance that really gets you the most. Yeah. And they were one of the first shows to introduce that with Aquaman season where they were like, this guy has a huge blog. We have to butter him up. Yeah. Yeah. So I they mean, were ahead of their time in some regards. Yeah. You're right. Um, behind the times and the way that you talk to female coworkers, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I agree. Yeah. He probably would have, he probably would have done like the breakfast club, which is a yeah. podcast slash yeah. radio show. They would have had him doing something like that, going out to New that films in New York. So then yep. he would have brought the family in and all that stuff. Or yeah, he would have done Rogan or some big podcast, um, uh, Barstool. Yep. He would you know to promote would... to promote Gatsby and to talk about his upcoming work and yeah, all of a sudden every time you pull up YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, you just see Vinny Chase on every fucking show and every fucking you know doing the the car wash as they call it. <laughs> yeah. Um, another thing too, I don't think uh, Ari would have been as mean to Johnny Drama. That's true. I yeah. feel like he's a that network television star. He's a network Money television star. Yeah. And at the time, this that that was around the shift happened. Mm-hmm. Now everyone respects TV. There was a time yeah. where movie stars. I'm a movie agent. I don't work with television stars. Yeah. Now everyone's like TV's where the damn money is. Yeah. Um, you get seven seasons of something. You're making hundreds of millions. You, you make one bad movie. You know. So there's definitely the shift there. So I think he would have definitely been way nicer. To drama, and, and I feel like Vince would have been like, "Don't treat my brother like shit," you know. Yeah. I mean? Even if it is yeah, fucking dude. around. If you still you know? want to be my agent, you need to give my brother a little bit more courtesy, whatever it is. But they would have whole seasons of drama trying not to get canceled. Yeah. That would have been a big thing. <laughs> um, Vince, Vince would be like Leonardo DiCaprio. What's the age of these women you're yeah. dating? Yeah. You know, it's like, yeah. oh god, you know. Um, so there's definitely, I think there'd be more fun stuff for them to play with if they ever relaunched it. But yeah, I think you're right. It's it's definitely never going to happen unless HBO sold the rights to Spike TV or some yep. new network that was trying <laughs> to do TV something like doesn't that. doesn't even exist anymore. Doesn't? Yeah, Tur- oh, it's Paramount. You're right. It's Paramount. That's right. Yep. right. Yeah. Uh, Turtle would be some social media manager, like also operating like a Tinder account and like, you know, there'd just be lines of in- wannabe influencer girls just like waiting outside their house just for collabs. Yes. Yeah. TikToks, <laughs> all that stuff. Yep. That's it. So there's definitely something there. I just don't think they're... Uh, I think you're right though. They want to do... Shows where they can have dragons in 150 yep. countries. I didn't even think yeah. of that. Yep. You know, it's hassle free. Faces in the crowd. This is a bit character, a bit actor, a character actor who just like you recognize him. So the driving instructor Scott. This is the guy that Vince gives the premiere tickets to, bribes him for his driver's license. This is a character actor named David Bow. It's interesting. You read it and you think it's David Bowie, but it's just David Bow. And I need you to make a left here. All right. Very nice. Thanks, I've been working on that one. I'm excited about your new film. Gatsby's one of my favorites. Oh, I hope I don't ruin it for you. Oh no, the trailer looked great. Love Scorsese. (laughs) Let's do a three-point turn right here. 
He has over 120 credits to his name. He's been acting in television and film since 1982. He was in The Cable Guy, The Rock, Transformers. He played Bomb Tametti, Tamietti, in, in later seasons of Shameless, a show that I'm sure both of us uh, you know, have seen a couple times. And he was also in Beverly Hills 90210. One of those like blink and you'll miss him guys, but you just love to see that. You love to see a guy with like a huge career just playing the driving instructor, you know? One episode, nice paycheck. Yeah. I agree. I love those guys. And when I watch, when I come into contact with guys like that on other shows, it's like, oh, I've seen this guy in a million things. And you start to IMDb him like you did. And that was the thing to bring it back to the show that did make me laugh because I always thought it'd be fun if Doug Allen or one of the producers made up an IMDb for Vince and Johnny. You know, I really wish they would have had that because you didn't really know how much money they had or how much money they might have saved up. And Johnny seemed to have done an episode of every (laughs) show. So it made me yeah. think to myself, like, this guy's had a good career. Yeah. He had a career anyone would kill for. You do a couple But he's episodes. the butt of every joke. He's the black sheep of the family, and everyone just, just shits on how, like, much of a loser he is. Somehow. I know. If, you were, if you're a parent and your kid has Johnny Drama's career, you are thrilled. Yep. Thrilled absolutely. that he's making that much residual money. I mean, he did, like, three episodes on Pacific Blue. Yep. He did an episode of Full House. He did an episode yep. of 90210, Melrose Place. I mean, he was on a million things. And he did a full season of a show where he was the lead, yep. you know, Viking Quest. So it's like, this guy had a great career. And I understand his boys give him shit, but the way everyone else treated him, I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck are you guys doing? Yeah. Like, this, this guy's do- working, you know? He is he is perfectly the most comedic and tragic figure of the show. That's I always say he's the most well-rounded because Turtle can be kind of a caricature. Vince is not a lot of substance there. And he's a good well-rounded character but like drama in terms of depth he's the greatest you just there's yes. so much pain there and and today if we're going to again talk about entourage 2022 he's got anxiety he's seeing a therapist he's got a bunch of identity issues and he maybe he gets canceled over something he said in the 80s and he has to come back out he's of got there. rage there's, yeah there's so much the yeah the anger management stuff would be well i thought they did his character the best in the movie yeah i thought absolutely. they did his character by far the best because it was like oh, this is what we should have seen the last two seasons of the show yeah. where it was like there was growth and he has a, a true comeback or he wins a fucking Golden Globe. That's right, yeah. And yeah, and there was just that part where you're like, awesome, great. Yeah. The guy who was getting stomped on for so <laughs> for long. Eight seasons. <laughs> eight seasons <laughs> of getting dumped on. Even when he had some successes in the TV show, he finally gets like a nice, he's the fifth lead on a hit show yeah. and he gets fired because he's got his boys back. You know what I mean? Like, everything yeah. he does is awesome. He's like a yeah. good friend. He's a great brother. He's uh, quick to have everyone's back. You know, I mean, yeah, he talks shit and will say the wrong thing here and there. But always, like, in, you know, the things he said, he never said it to someone's face. That's right. You know, he's just that guy that's a big talker amongst his group because he wants his group to think he's awesome. He's also, though, he's thrown down. He's the only, only character in the show that will throw a punch. He threw a punch at uh, Seth Green in Vegas. He threw a punch at, like, there's, I'm trying to think, there's, Whenever these guys try to act tough, I always go, what are you doing, E? What are you doing, Turtle? You guys are just like the yeah. short hanger-on friends of this movie star. Drama will throw down, though, and I've always appreciated that. That was one of the best endings of any show in Absolutely. television history, I think. <laughs> Perfect song, awesome ending. That was just the way, like, I remember everyone being so hyped uh, talking. You didn't, you didn't want to miss that episode. Oh, so everyone, good. the next week or two, was just like, you fucking see the end of Entourage this week? I'm like, yeah, it was amazing. Um, My yeah, guest definitely. that week was Matt Broussard. 
Uh, do you know Matt? I do know Matt. Great hair. Holy oh shit, Oh, my God. Matt. Great jawline. <laughs> but yeah, Let's talk about the hair. No, the jawline yeah. too. He's a yeah. handsome man, that Matthew Broussard. Funny guy. He posed a really great theory because in that episode, and please, if you guys are listening, please go back and listen to that episode. Vedas, baby, Vedas with Matt Broussard. It would be 20 episodes ago. There's that scene where drama like gets the uh, massage from the dude, and then the dude thinks he wants to sleep with them because drama's being so like forward or whatever. And Matt said, like, in 2022, it'd be so great drama struggling with, like, his bisexuality. Like, basically, like, like his or his suppressed homosexuality. Sexuality. And it would be handled so well now. It would be, yeah. it'd be, it wouldn't be funny. It'd be, like, tragic and honest. And I think it would, again, make it for such a great character arc for the guy. Yeah, he had such, yeah, that's why it just felt like they could have done more to wrap it up by the end of season eight. Totally. You know, some more growth. Obviously, you still want to be the same guy, but you got to grow a little bit as a character. Yeah. You know, Turtle had some nice growth. He did too, but then even the back and forth with Salone, you were just like, fuck, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, um, There's a little bit of that this season. There's a lot of back and forth with Sloan. There's the terrible uh, Ashley chick coming in the next two episodes, like the short ex-girlfriend of E who just is not one of anyone's favorites. <laughs> so I'm looking forward to talking about her. Back to the categories. I love this yes. though, dude. I'm I'm glad we're going off to, off top of this. is This is great. Sixth Man Award. You know what it means. Comes off the bench. Who lights it up in their limited screen time? I think there's only one answer. It's Lloyd. It's right? Lloyd. hundred percent. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I try to. Do be you have any you plan to promote me? Ari, promote me, or I'm leaving you. That is is that is throwing down the gauntlet. And then he said something like, you know, I won't be propositioned or I won't yeah. be whatever. And he goes, Man, you just were. strong arms. Yeah. Strong arm. He's like, you just were Ari Gold. Like, I yeah. love that. He goes, you just were. You won't yeah. be? Well, I just did it. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And what, you know? <laughs> 20 years in this business, I don't think I've had a sip in the office. Well, when the uh, king of karma sends over a $1,200 bottle of scotch, <laughs> you should drink it. You know what? This worked out better than I thought it would. Cheers. Amen. You're drinking in the middle of the day? <sighs> yeah, well, they do it on Mad Men all the time, and they're pretty successful. <laughs> That was in the 60s. By the time they get to season four in the 70s, they'll all have liver and heart disease. Not us. This tandem is unstoppable. This new team is thriving. Glad to see somebody is. What are you, sulking, Lloyd? No. I'm steaming. Steaming mad because I tried to talk with you earlier and you, you essentially ignored me. Are we not in a meeting? I don't know what you're in, but you're acting like you're in a bar. I don't like your tone, Lloyd. Do you have any plan to promote me? I hadn't even thought about well, it. Well, you need to. Lloyd. Ari, promote me or I'm leaving you. Leaving me? Where? <laughs> Where would you go? To another agency. Another agency? Lloyd, you're going to have to start all over again. You know that. Well, then I'll go work for my father. What, in a dry cleaners? My father has a winery in Napa. I don't think sodomy is legal in Napa, Lloyd. <laughs> Every time I have broached this subject over the years, you have responded with some wise-ass comment. The time has come. I want to know if this is going to happen. I want to know when. And I want to know Today! I will not be strong-armed, Lloyd. You just were, Ari Gold. I, I didn't, like, mind the fact that Ari's like, hey, I'm going to put you through some tests. Like, that is a good resolution to that, as opposed to him just giving him the promotion at the end. Yeah, I, agree. I I'll, I'll be honest. I think this lasts the next 10 episodes, and Lloyd ends up leaving. It's like, in that, in that I'm a little bit like, all right, just give him the fucking job. He's put up with so much of your shit. He's had your back. He's covered for you. He knows the ins and outs of this industry. Like, you're being a bit of a dick but again it's a television show <laughs> yeah i was okay with them having it where they he eventually leaves to go off to another agency yeah i just thought it would have been a little bit better if ari was just like 
like in in at least to his wife and people in his circle yeah. like fuck i can't yeah. believe i lost that guy yeah i have to you know make it my life's work to get back to him the way he brought him back was cool i get that but you know it's like be a little bit of a human being to the people around you but as a viewer you weren't sure he was going to bring him back yeah. he, he made it seem like he was hell bent on revenge against adam all of adam davies people and then he was like lloyd come on you know, yeah. it's come home or whatever. And then you were like, oh, good, good. You know, that was a nice resolve. But and we did I the paintball that. scene. The paintball scene is important, like, for the, you know, the echelon of the show, however you want to say it. Ari's um, nature. Yeah, speaking of Ari, what was your favorite Ari moment this this week? I mean, didn't have any good one. Didn't have a lot of good ones, in my opinion. But No, I it, it you know, I think the best was when he walked in off the elevator. How's things mm-hmm. going? My daughter wanted to bait. My son scored a goal. My wife's losing her parents without me. Couldn't get any better. Like, that was nice, you know? That is that is such a married guy uh, observation. Oh, she's yeah. out of town for the weekend at her mom's. This is great. <laughs> and then he walks through the office. And then, what's his name? Uh, Garrett Cole's Andrew character. Klein. Andrew Klein says, just sign another showrunner. My name is, you know, my name is Earl Guy. Yeah. And then he's like, bam, you see that? That's how you secure yourself a future. Because yeah. it went from, like, I'm happy, but I'm also eyeing the prize. I have to keep you motivated. That's yep. my job. Yeah. Um, so yeah, the initial walkthrough, then all Lloyd says is, can I get a minute? Yeah. And he's like, he would turn right back into being a complete dick where it's like, all right, man, you know, yeah. c- come on, be, be a little cool. And, and Ari's a great character overall though. Don't get me wrong. Absolutely. And he won the Emmys to prove it. I'm fine with Ari being a dick to everyone else in that moment, except for Lloyd, you know, like fine, yeah. push your coworkers around, whatever. But Lloyd just wants to have a conversation. Morning, Ari. How are you? Well, my girl won her debate on Friday. My boy scored a goal in soccer on Saturday. And my wife agreed to visit her mother without me. I don't know how things could get much better. Ari. Give me something good, Andrew. Greg Garcia, good. You signed him? I thought he was happy where he was. Until I convinced him he'd be happier here. You hear that, everybody? My name is Earl, is now a member of the Miller Gold family. Mr. Andrew Klein is responsible for that, which means that in this horrific economy, he has secured himself a future. All of you can do that as well if you go out there and sign someone who can syndicate a goddamn show. Vinny's doing Leno. You want to come? Love to. All right. What's all the yelling about? Oh, didn't you hear? Andrew just signed another showrunner. Oh, I did. Very mm-hmm. impressive. So you either owe me an apology or a blowjob. Your choice. Oh, okay, Ari. I apologize. But I think Andrew should blow you. You said he was a deadbeat. The only one sucking is you. All is well with the Miller Gold Agency. Well, not all. What's your problem? I had dinner with my parents last night, and my father spent the entire meal reaming me out. You never told me like Dick. <laughs> he knew that by the time I was nine. I'm not following you, but the phone is ringing. I need to talk to you about my career. The career that you won't have if you don't answer the phone? All right, I will handle the phone. Please, I need to talk. So talk. I'm so glad you're in a good mood. Who says I'm in a good mood? You just did. You just yelled, all is well with the Miller Gold Agency. That was an act to boost morale. Well, what's wrong? What's right? Have you seen my stock portfolio, Lloyd? And I shot an 82 yesterday, Lloyd. An 82. I missed three putts from inside eight feet. Can you imagine missing a hole from that close? If I lose the club championship to Chervin, I will sue Butch Harmon's ass. Ari. Yes, Lloyd, yes. I want a promotion. We've exhausted the topic, but uh, I, I agree. It's a good moment. And, and I, my favorite moment is the phone call with his wife when she's like, what's going on with Lloyd? He says that he's leaving and, and his kids chime in and it's it's so good because it's, you know, it shows the, the uh, impact he's had on his life. Definitely. 
Some Lloyd's dying. We already talked about drama. Do we have any favorite drama moments? I just liked him being so happy that he could just sit there and get the massage. Yeah. It felt like any moment where he's not super high strung is a nice change of pace. It's true. Yeah. So instead, I feel like sometimes they could have written there where it's like, Johnny, we're not going to need you for a few hours. He's like, well, what the fuck am I supposed to yeah. do then? Yeah. Huh? I yeah. got nothing to do. I guess I'll just try to call Vince or something, you know. <laughs> or he'd have been like, you tell the fucking director. He would have yeah. fucked up his opportunity. Yeah. And you're watching at home being like, jerk off. You're on yeah. the show. They like yeah. you. Just wait a little bit. Okay. Yeah, yeah, They're yeah. filming other scenes. Yeah. You've been in Hollywood this long. You don't get that. There, I felt <laughs> there was always episodes where you're just like, shut the fuck up, dude. Um, yeah. In this episode, he was like, dude, take your time. A little okay. higher, sweetheart. You know, I'm a that pro. was yeah. chill mode. I like it. Awesome. I love when they're leaving the dr- uh, the driving school and uh, Drama and Turtle try to ride with E and Vince is like, no, what guys did in my car and Drama goes, can we drive with the airbags deployed? It's a very <laughs> written line, but he like, looks right at the camera. He's such a good actor. He's got those like hang dog eyes. It's, it's very, very funny. That was great kind of too. Kind a throwaway line. I'm done with this conversation. I'll see you guys at Leno. I'm riding with E. No, 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 no. Forget that. Come with me. My car's here. We'll get it later. Can we drive with the airbags deployed? All right, last couple questions, Joe. Who besides Vince won this week's episode of Entourage? Vince can't win. He wins every week on Entourage. Turtle, because he was in a bathtub with Jamie Lynn. It's funny. A lot of people have been like, it's Turtle. He's still somehow with the A-list actress. <laughs> yeah, amazing. Yeah. Aldo E, client, best friend. He's at the top of the world, does the Tonight Show. He reconnects with his smoking hot ex-girlfriend, and he just has a sick house in Beverly Hills just fall into his lap. So it's a... Uh, Kind of a win all around for E. But I, almost ga- I almost gave it to him, but he still had that little bit of like, why are yeah. you calling me? What's yeah. going on? Oh, you're keeping tabs on me? It's like, buddy, come on, man. Like, be, play it a little cool. Play it. We know he's, he's like still our around. age. He's like our age. He's like in his mid-30s. Like, why yeah. are you acting like a 16-year-old? Dude? He it's definitely had that a little bit. That's why I couldn't give it to him. Where yeah. I feel like Turtle was like, look, I helped him with the written. I got him <laughs> ready for the driving test. I did all I could. Like, I'm not yeah. a miracle worker. And then they're showing him being a good friend. You know, at the Leno taping, he's like, he always kills it. And he's smoking weed with his smoking hot actress girlfriend in a bubble bath. While she drinks, like, Dos Equis or something. Awesome. Just living the life. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. I feel like that's why I gave it to Turtle. Little, you know, he didn't have a huge role in this episode. But uh, sometimes it's the guy that just hits the home run with the runners on base. That's and right. just gets the one hit. That is the MVP of the game. He, more often than not this season, is going to be the winner. Because this is his, like, transformation. Jamie Lynn like buys him new clothes, helps him go back to school, did a job, and he starts hooking up with some college co-eds. Like, we'll get there, and it's uh it's like the most natural of the turtle character arts. In later seasons, he becomes like a tequila modal and then a restaurant tour, and it's a little bit like, all right, man, pick a lane. A list, B list, or D list episode of the show, and we can do pluses and minuses. Oh, what do I give the, what grade do I give the yep. show? I'm gonna go a B. That's right. Give I it a B. Um, you know, the first episode of a season, like the pilot, is mostly just setting up the rest of the season. Yep. So they weren't going to take too many big swings at like some major thing happening. But they set it up where it's like, all right, Ari and Lloyd are going to have this battle because Lloyd thinks it's his turn to move up in the world. Jamie says, what plans do you got? Like, you know, to Turtle. So they're setting up that he wants more than what he's currently at in life. Um and then Vince has got to learn to deal with being a superstar again with maybe not all of his boys along yeah. for every moment of that ride. He's going to have yeah. to understand how to be by himself. So they kind of set up, you know, everyone's season path uh, without 
Yeah, but there wasn't any like huge like holy shit like yeah. like hot damn. I can't believe yeah. they're going in this direction moment like that you'd see in a couple other seasons. But yeah, so I give it a B. It's a solid yeah. first episode to a season. Definitely. Um, if you if someone said C plus, I'd be like, okay. Yeah. I wouldn't go below a C plus, but I wouldn't go higher than a B either. Yeah, I would go B, maybe B plus, only because last season was so tumultuous and true. There was so much drama, so this is a nice reset. There's a lot of good guys busting each other's balls, bros being bros, and I, I think the only weak spot of this episode is. Ari being a little too mean to Lloyd and some of that Sloan E banter, but that's all little stuff. And but you don't think that this episode is like, oh, the that entourage episode where he goes on Jay Leno and learns how to drive. It just doesn't yeah. exist, you know, in the pantheon if you think of your ten favorite episodes. But uh, like I, I agree with you, a nice reset and a nice, you know, direction that everything's going in. So B B plus for me. Joe, this has been a lot of fun. My last question is for all first time. Oh yeah, oh yeah, Des. And I hope I can have you back. There's still 30 episodes of the of the of the show left, and and a movie to get I through. Would, so uh, I would love to be back. Yeah, yeah. This is a lot of fun. Who are you in your own real life entourage? I'm Vinny. <laughs> I'm Vinny. <laughs> Dude, I fucking love it. Thank you. You well, know who else said that? Adam Ray said that to me, and um, Robbie Hummel. Remember Robbie Hummel, the uh, Purdue. Power forward who played for the T Wolves. Oh uh, yeah, 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 yeah. He was a bit entourage fan. He came on and I was like, "Dude, you're an NBA player. You are a fucking Danny." But please tell me. I I'm Vinny without the all the sex that he's having, because um, <laughs> you know I'm married with two kids. But I'm definitely I've always been very good about whenever I get a chance to bring my friends along for any kind of ride. You yeah. know, um, I remember I I did uh, a show where I was hosting Anthony Rizzo's comedy event. Anthony yep. Rizzo. Yankees first baseman was a world series champion with the Cubs. He would do a thing called laugh off for cancer. And I was hosting it one year and, um, I made sure I got my brother in, you yeah. know, and this was a thing you couldn't buy tickets to. It wasn't open to the public. It was just billionaires and millionaires in the crowd. And then, you know, other stuff like that. Like when, uh, I was friends with a couple guys on the Blackhawks. So when they won the Stanley cup mm -hmm. in 2013, I, I brought some friends out. I brought a buddy of mine to, um, you know, he got to kiss the Stanley cup and That's like awesome. the night it got brought back into Chicago because they won in Boston, it was off a That's flight, right. and I knew what bar they were taking it to right away. So I was, you know, I told some. I was always, you know, I've always been pretty good about like letting some friends know, sure. hey, I'm going to be over here at this bar. We're going to get, we're getting taken care of tonight. Uh, you know, I got extra tickets to this thing, or I could get you into this for free. Just say my name at the door. So I've always been. That's where I'm like Vinny in that regard. Um, but yeah, I'm not sleeping around like him. <laughs> um, if I was ever married, maybe who knows? I don't know. Who Canadians knows? Don't get asked the way I, actors do. All hypotheticals. I love that answer. It's a great answer. Thank you for hopping on. It's been, I said this to you before we started, you were one of the comedians I looked up to when I was doing stand-up in Chicago, so it's been great to have this hour to bullshit about this old show that we used to love. Where can the listeners of Oh Yeah, Oh Yeah find you, follow you, watch you? Well, thank you for saying the kind words. I really appreciate that. Uh, they could find me. I'm all over YouTube and TikTok, essentially, if they want to follow me there. I'm also on Instagram, Twitter, all that. But the YouTube channel is really where you want to watch me. I've got over three hours of stand-up comedy content on my YouTube channel right now. And that's simply YouTube.com slash Joe Kilgallen, K-I-L-G-A-L-L-O-N. So it's YouTube.com slash Joe Kilgallen. I got podcast clips up there as well and a ton of stand-up. I'll throw a link for everyone to subscribe just in the show notes of today's episode. I'll make it easy on you guys. Go check that out. Support Joe. He's a sick comedian and a great dude. So thank you again for hopping on, dude. We'll, uh, we'll definitely have to have you back sometime in the next couple months. Anytime. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you.